0: Hello. Welcome to Beast FM. Today, I'm joined by the very special Iman Loren um, from the South Side of Chicago. Uh, She's a Scorpio. (laughs) Very important detail. Um, And more importantly, a poet. um, The first youth poet laureate of Chicago, Mm -hmm. which is stunning to me. Um, You've started a tradition there of hopefully a long line of youth poet laureates. Yeah. What was... um, so let's hello by the way thanks thanks Hi. for being How here thanks I'm, for having me yeah girl I'm so excited to have you like I said in our uh, text conversation leading up to this you're my first ever poet yeah
1: on the podcast. and so... I've had 25
0: guests now so 24 oh. guests you're my 25th but um so it's a big deal
1: yes that makes me really happy yeah like 25 that's a good number yeah exactly a quarter. That's it a, is a quarter. and you're t- almost 21 yeah you know what I'm saying I finally feel like okay saying that like I'm finna turn 21 because my age is always the biggest secret of myself really it's like when you see my face I look between 12 and 17 (laughs) but it's like as soon as I open my mouth it's like you have something going on right um but then it's like also there's just this nervous factor because of like a all oh, the bars that I have I drank know. at. It's I'm, just I like, mean, I just pray, y'all don't seek vengeance. Right. On my ass, no, so. I don't think that they can. I don't think they can, neither. But you know, I'm lit though. So what are you going to do? Yeah. I, hey. You're going you're to want me to perform in your space. So. Exactly. And even just, if, you,
0: if you get an underage drinking ticket, you can hand it to one of those yes, venues that's
1: and who said did, it was did you ever get a ticket hell no nah, cause I'm too smooth you feel yeah. me like I don't be tweaking like plus the hood raised me so I've been drinking out of <laughs> bottles you feel me like yeah girl like I see my mom drinking like 40s when I was growing up like Mickey's yes my OG loves Mickey's really? that's what's so crazy like oh she's like goodness. she's like a classy malt liquor drinker she likes <laughs> Mickey's she like yeah, uh, she like the eight balls I was like whoa like I swear to God, like when we would move, when we moved to the South Side, our boxes was like liquor store boxes. <laughs> <laughs> like the liquor like, stores. Wait. <laughs> yes. Like my mom just like, the, the block just loved my mom. So when we moved, like they just gave her like hella boxes. But oh my God. I love that. That was so mm-hmm. smart. I like never, like never thought to like get boxes from like stores and stuff right. like that. But
0: hey. Miss Laura teaches you something new. Hell yeah. Okay. So that's great. Glad yeah. to know that detail. You're 20. twenty. You're twenty.
1: I'm twenty. I'm a you're
0: dub. Probably my youngest I've ever had on the podcast mm-hmm. too. So you're just setting all the records. Um, mm-hmm. so and you, Iman just just released her first book.
1: Yes, this is my first book called Commando. It is. Um,
0: it's a great cover. Um, Thank you. who
1: did the art? Bianca Pastel. Hmm,
0: thought you were gonna um, say Beyonce. I was like, what? No,
1: <laughs> Bianca. Um, okay. So like. I feel like there's like this great mystery of whether it's Bianca or Bianca. <laughs> um, because like I've never like met her. Uh is she like actually an enigma? Face to face. No, she's actually like uh she uh, I, she works or she worked in um I believe she still does, um in Hebrew Brantley's studio. Okay. Um so Hebrew Brantley, he oh, yeah. you know oh, like, yeah. he makes Flyboy. So Totally. She uh it's like one of his proteges. So um uh, when we seen this or like when I was introduced to it, I was like, yo, this is like ill as fuck like I need you, yeah. this uh, so
0: is that you do you consider that you let's no. talk about what. what is it so um, what am I looking at
1: so it's like in rendition of tank girl mm-hmm. um, so like to see tank girl depicted as like a black girl and also a black girl from the hood you know um, that just embodies the whole like the idea of what our war looks like what, yeah. like our you know what our territory and our battling for territory looks like you know what I'm saying like even the wow. element of you know of anything that like is like feminism or Mm -hmm. like girly or frilly or anything that we do want to accept that like does perfectly bend well with like you know the 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 counter edge of wanting the hood to be so masculine or dominant like
0: yeah and it's so it's basically a, a girl um with a a marijuana cigarette yeah. in her and mouth. I think presumably. it's a blunt. It's some be a people blunt. thought
1: it was a black and mouth. I was like, hey, Mm-mm. that's that's her too. That's some, yeah, right. Exactly. But either way. And anyway, she's uh, um,
0: and she's got a helmet. She's got like definitely like army yeah. per- army gear on, mm-hmm. helmet that says cop watch, um, and some weapons being thrown at her. But she looks very focused. She's got a gun.
1: Yes, with a little with a little like teddy bear. <laughs> yeah, <A little> teddy <laughs> bear key charm. You know right. what I am saying? Like she's. She's so, like, yeah. you know, uh, she has a helmet on that says, like, rest in peace, Sandra Bland. Yeah. Um, you know, she has her army gear on. Yeah,
0: so cool. And the background is pink.
1: The background is pink. So the background like, is pink. It's fun. It's the best part. Yeah, I Like absolutely. Pink so, is not my favorite color, but I have grown to have a dear affection yeah, for
0: pink. Yeah, same, actually. I dyed my hair pink a couple weeks ago. You can't really even tell. I can tell. I've yeah? Seen it. Okay, <laughs> yes. cool. So... um, but same, I was kind of like, eh, But then, like, it's kind of millennial pink is, like, mm-hmm. what they're calling it now. So I'm like, well, I'm a millennial, so. <laughs> yeah. Okay, oh, well. so what was the first poem you ever wrote? How old were you? Um, when you? And you said your dad or your uncle is a poet?
1: Uh, so I actually, like, my main median family is my, po- like, what I consider my poetry family. Those who I consider family. Um... And so, like, the first poem I probably ever wrote was probably between third and fifth grade, Mm -hmm. maybe. For Um, class or just because Yeah, like, my school, they used to uh, throw these, like, like writing competitions. Uh, And it wasn't even necessarily a competition because our teacher would turn them into assignments. Mm -hmm. So they would just have us write books. And so I was like, all right, um, I'm going to make a poetry book, right? And so my mom, she was big on, like, art and graffiti. So like I got like drawing elements from her. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to incorporate my poetry with like my drawing because my drawing was really my strong suit at the time. Wow. Like um and so like who would have thunk that like poetry was like was something I was good at. Right. And like, you know, I had detailed poems, yeah. right? Like my mom has these books. Like they're in storage. <laughs> like there's proof. Yeah, yeah, there is very proof. And so like I won one year and then the next year came along and I did it again. And so the first time it was a storybook, and then the second time it was a poetry mm-hmm. book. So I was like, okay, yeah. I must have a gift for writing. Um, so and eventually, what was the theme of these? Like what? Just like you know, family. You know, growing up. I think like also at that time, like I was also like coming into realization that like my like my father was like really dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like you know now it's just really just me and my mom. Yeah. So like telling the story that I am in now, you know, and not painting a facade around it. Totally. Because uh, that's not what I wanted to do. That's not what I was raised as. You know, my mom, she was just very blatant, blunt, and straightforward with me. You know, she never, like, sugar-coated. Sugar-coated nothing and, like, never even, like, presented things to me in a way that, like, made it seem like this was the definite way because it was coming from her. Mm -hmm. She always made it in a way where it's like I had a choice. Yeah. I can accept it. Or I don't have to accept it. I can not do nothing with it, figure it out later, but eventually I'm gonna have to figure something out. But whatever she gave me, she was just giving it to me just to let me know that it was here now. Yeah. So I think that in like writing my poems and telling my stories, it was just a direct reflection of everything that like my mom was laying in front of me. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Wow. Um so poetry for you, was it initially I mean it was it was a competition um Mm -hmm. were you competitive with it like did you were you trying to win or were you mostly just like oh good an outlet that i kind of can figure out how to you utilize to like display my my emotions or my story oh
1: okay so like before before ltap like this is like and we're talking about when i was writing like as a a younger yeah like it wasn't because uh i wasn't competing because, like, again, it was an assignment. So mm-hmm. I was doing it because I had to do it. Right. But also, I was just a kid that just loved doing their schoolwork, yeah. right? Like. Oh, hell yeah. I was one of those, like, no, I'm not trying to have, like, it was a competition to me to, like, finish my homework at school. Oh, my God. It was like, I if I could finish my homework at school, if I could get, like, three, like, my reading, my math out, then, mm-hmm. like, I'll be good. Right. You know what I mean? oh, So, yeah. Those was competitions to me, but um, the fact that, like, I think that once my teachers actually caught on that this was something that, like, okay, Iman is, like, the star for this. Uh Um, then they put me into speech competitions to represent the school. Oh, wow. And what school was it? Uh, this was like when I was living out West, because I'm originally from the West Side. So, okay, you know, so, shout out to the West Side. Yeah, uh, hello. Uh, yes, I'm from L-Town. Okay. Um, at first, uh, we lived on LeClaire, and then we moved up to Leamington. We moved two blocks up. Mm-hmm. And so I was going to Leslie Lewis Elementary Everything School. Everything starts with an L. Everything starts with an L. Like, <laughs> is it's so many L. Like, my mom's <laughs> yeah. name. Like What's her name? Her name is Laura. So her name is, like, uh, her name is Laura Louise Black. Wow. Mm-hmm. Cool. And then my dad's name is Danny Lawrence McGee. Mm-hmm. So it's of great L.A. Yeah. significance. Oh, so, hell yeah. hence, Ima Larenkay. Mm-hmm. And I was born.
0: Yes. So yes. you were born. Yes. And would you call your parents... Were they they creative? Your mom was a, a, an yeah, artist. Yeah, my
1: mom, she was an artist and, you know, smart as fuck. She, works at, she worked as a fraud detective analyst oh my gosh. for years. Like before Bank of, like when LaSalle Bank existed on Staten Adams. Wow. My OG was there.
0: Oh, my and God. And then
1: um, Bank of America bought out LaSalle Bank. Yeah. My OG was still there. And then she went to other banks and, you know, just catching fraud checks and shit. You know, so that's so cool. So no car cracker can come my way. (laughs) My mom knows things. Like, watch out. Yeah.
0: Um about it. Totally. And um so okay, so let's talk about the influences. We'll start kind of softly getting there. Um and I think I don't know who you want to start with, but you mentioned earlier that your uncle's a p- a poet. Mm-hmm. Do you want to start with with that? W- mm-hmm. What influence do you want to list as like number one? It doesn't have to be like number one. This is the very most influential person. It could be just like chronologically, mm-hmm. you know, speaking. I don't. Um,
1: I feel like the first
0: poetry you read or the first. So like
1: yeah, like I don't even want to put numbers on them. No, because, no, Because like don't. it's like uh, yeah. so like growing up, like you know, it was my mom and my like my my dad's right, but because of my mother my mother put me on to so much shit. Totally. Like, so I remember specifically everything that I learned from A Different World. And A Different World is like this 90s sitcom that used to come on like UPN, like, you know, those TVs, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like those TV channels, like back when like 2000s, early 2000s. Yeah. And A Different World just used to come on like every single morning, What's the premise, what is it? um, I was I a PBS mom. kid. No, it was a. Uh, uh, I don't know. It was like one of those shows, like A Different World, Living Single, okay. Martin. Okay. Um, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. like black sitcoms. Okay, like, totally. You know, like black like people had TV. You right. know what I'm saying? Like before, when girlfriends still existed. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like things like that. Totally. But, um, and so I remember, like on one of those episodes, they had did a Nikki Giovanni Paul called ego tripping really oh i love that poem yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. so like i didn't know that that was nikki giovanni's poem when i was like six years old watching this but i just knew that i loved the way that she was performing this Mm -hmm. poem and that it fitted to the episode and all the things like i was learning about the difference between feminism and womanism i was learning about like you know what it like what it means to like you know properly reclaim you know symbols of your oppressors like i was learning all about this shit from like a tv sitcom and like and my mom, she just like kept me soaking this shit up. Like I still had schoolhouse rock, so oh, yeah. I know about conjunction junctions. Yeah, I'm, ju- like, I'm just a bill. Yeah, I'm just a, <laughs> I'm just a bill. Like, um, so like just like getting like Spike Lee, like, mm-hmm. like just music theater. She always took me to the theater, uh, like and because she didn't drive, Laura can't drive for nothing. <laughs> so we stayed our ass on the bus and the train. Oh, but I know everywhere. I bet. around Chicago, yeah. like it's. It's like the shortcuts she taught me shortcuts on the train system and like you know the people that used to play out here what mm-hmm. music you know play like so she explored me to to everything at home yeah you know what I'm saying so and it's kind of like the world was your oyster the world was really my oyster yeah. like she gave or it to Chicago me was your oyster yeah and so like with like shows like that I think like Nikki Giovanni and then Maya Angelou and you know Gwendolyn Brooks mm-hmm. eventually like poets like or things that like i was just beginning to learn about things that was established yeah, here right at home people yeah. that were from here mm-hmm. um and you know like then i got into like the root of like hip-hop so like the root that like where music in chicago has started from yeah. like blues to jazz right to, to r&b to rock to rap to hip-hop to house you know all yeah. of these these things you know
0: totally so so, so you'd say would you say that your poetry is distinctly chicago like do you think that there's not really a way to separate you from your location cuz you've lived here your whole life right i have lived here West Side, my whole Side. life
1: um and i have traveled a lot i've been to i've been to two countries cool um Which and ones? like i've been to europe and i've been to south america right and i stayed both of those for a great period amount of time um but i'm a i'm a chicago girl yeah but also, like, I'm country as hell. Really? So, yeah. How like so? Because, like, well, you automatically, like, you can tend to hear a Southern accent yeah. in me when I'm in Chicago. Uh-huh. But especially when I'm not in Chicago, it's just, like, <laughs> by Sometimes. the way I say water, like, people be like... <laughs> <laughs> How do you say water? Well, I mean, water. Like Water. I wa- water. Like, it's just water. <laughs> but people be like... Why your a sounds so wide? You so know what I'm saying? I say like, why are you tweaking on me? <laughs> and then I'll say, You're tweaking. Like, Dude, give me the water.
0: Um, right, like, so where did you ever live
1: down south? Or what? I've never lived down or south any in, in the but, country. Um, no, like i I mean, like of course, like the countries where I stayed, I stayed there. For, well, yeah. Like, when I went to Europe, I was staying there for high school purposes because, uh-huh. like, we were learning cool. English. So, like, we were. It was a trade program. Were you in England? Um, no, I mean we were learning French. Oh. <laughs> <No> <laughs> we were it French, and well, so uh, it France. Was a, yeah. How was it? What do you think? It was cold as hell. Really, the McDonald's was nasty. <laughs> um, How about the checkers. Um, there was no checkers. <laughs> um, we had hot chocolate and like chocolate bread every morning, Ooh, which was good. They do have the best breakfasts yeah, over there. It was really good. Um, the showers was nice. Okay. Um, I was worried I was gonna get pickpocketed the whole time. I know, isn't it funny? And um, you're like
0: way more cl- likely to And hear. I was
1: super young, so you know what I'm saying, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. just like, wow,
0: they talk weird. Okay.
1: Yeah. So um and then when I went to South America I was down in the delegation and I stayed there for about half a month or so. Mm-hmm. That was crucial. That was that was how Really? We got, yeah. Do you, want to, do you want to go there? No. Who? I mean, like it was enjoyable. When, when we was got, it?
0: What was the circumstance? Was it, for school? it was
1: under a delegation. It was. It was what s- does that mean? I don't. Know. What for? Because I for poetry stuff. No, no, and that, that that's the thing that got me like. I felt so hoodwinked. <laughs> I felt like I was going to yeah. be under there, oh. under the the purpose to thrive poetry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to, the, to, to show to, them. And, yeah. You know, and not even just to perform. You know what I'm saying? Just to, like, be there as, like, you know, some type of, like, gem of an mm-hmm. element. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But that, was not,
0: that okay. was not the case. That was not the case. Well, yeah. yeah.
1: It's cool. What what happened? What was they, they just like, I just felt like, you know,
0: like we on display. When you
1: have exactly, when you have people that when you have people that just try to 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 use their ideas or 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 mobilize their ideas in ways to to directly affect a culture when they're not actually trying to invest themselves in the culture. Yeah. It becomes very zoo like. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's like I was like, why are we doing pit stops in people's homes? You feel me? Like they're they're like letting Too us intrusive. they're letting us in their land. You feel me? Like these yeah, yeah. these are indigenous Afro Colombians getting displaced by sugar cane, corporations that you know that y'all work with or that y'all shake hands with to make to trade bread to bring us right. here. You know what I'm saying? Like uh-huh. they they don't have to do this. We on they land, you know what I'm saying? Like, we should show some, like, damn respect, you know? I feel that way
0: about, like, missionary programs where it's like, oh, I'm going on a missionary with my church, too. Yeah, that's— Blah, blah. A, that's that's was that what it was, kind of, basically? Yeah. Was it a religion kind I of— I don't want to
1: call it religion, but— It
0: was—felt like— You could tell, like— Yeah. No, I know. So, listen. yeah, it's, it's just a funny thing because it's like, well, there's really so much to be done around Chicago. Like, why do you need to go somewhere and, like, mm-hmm. be all, like— oh, we helped them build a village, <laughs> and, like, yeah, we the brought them, own. whatever. It's like, they could have done that better than mm, your yeah. high school-ass self-entitled, <laughs> whatever. Um, okay, so, tangent, number one, reeling it back. <laughs> so, um, okay, so you you did you read poetry as you wrote poetry? Did the poet, were you writing things, like, inspired by specific poems, or were you kind of, like, were they separate to you? Was it, like, okay, I'm seeing what they're doing, and I'm going to do something different, you know? talk to me about like Maya Angelou say or okay.
1: so like growing up, I was not a poetry reader. Um, I did not read poetry at all. Anything, any type of poetry I was exposed to was strictly based off of TV mm-hmm. and movies, Which, um, and yeah. theater. Yeah. Um, but I was a very avid reader. Like I loved Junie B Jones. I love, you know, uh, you know, like different, like, you know, like, uh, star girl, you mm-hmm. know? Oh, and, yeah. um, Harry Potter, there's were a boy in you- a girl's bathroom. Oh, yes, man, you know, All those. like you know, those like you know, Ronald Dahl books, oh, you know, yeah, The yeah. Phantom Toll Booth. And yeah, um, I loved books like that, just books that like took you somewhere, books that were about kids that was mischievous. Yeah, you know, my mom she always stayed reading books to me, so like growing up, I was a very avid reader, and then eventually, when I got to like fifth or sixth grade, I started reading like. Heavier books that made my que- my like teachers question me a like little what? bit. So I remember I started reading Sybil in fifth grade. Oh my god! And I, <laughs>
0: <laughs> what the? It was so How traumatizing. How did you get your hands on that? But
1: my but my fifth grade teacher ended up understanding because I wrote an essay that made her cry. Because I was such a great writer, like I was such a great writer. Like if I could find, if my fifth grade teacher finds me, Miss Sanchez, Miss Leticia Sanchez. Shout out! If you are listening somewhere, oh my god, in the world, I right, like (laughs) I've been looking for you. I've been trying to find you on Facebook. You promised me that one day you would find that essay that I wrote about my dad, and so. I wanted to see you and it's, but if I don't see it again, it's fine. Yeah. Just,
0: I know you remember. What what do you, do you remember
1: what the prompt was on that essay? She just like told us to write a story about, you know, something that was very important to us. And I wrote about the time when like, I actually found out that my dad died and it was just like very crazy time. But, um, yeah, like I was just reading Sybil in her class one day and she was just like, what the, how did you come (laughs) across this? And it was like, my mom, he oh like, God. What did your mom tell you about this? And I was like, Because I have a fetish for biopics okay, about yeah. crazy psychotic serial killers. Okay. Like, Interesting. Gacy and oh, Bundy yeah. mm-hmm. and Dahmer. Like, right. I just love the way the brain works. I love puzzles. Yes. And I feel like that's what poems are sometimes. Totally. Especially when it comes to spoken word and how I want to, like, frame my performance around the poem mm-hmm. or frame my poem around yeah. the performance but you know anything like that but Sybil was a that's a big one i was one like 16 yeah. that's a whoa that's a that's here a we go stretch, yeah so. no kidding
0: um yeah. how about music so you mentioned music gr- growing yeah. up like let's let's come because i know i've i've watched your you know your videos of you reciting poetry and it gets to it gets to be kind of like a song mm-hmm. in a in the spoken word sense you know Mm -hmm. so what who growing up maybe we're getting into your teenage years Mm -hmm. who did you like did you ever want to be famous or do you want to be did you you know Um, was that something that you were like i want to be whoever who what who did you want to embody you know i
1: never really wanted to be anybody that was like big Mm -hmm. in my generation per se if it was someone who like i just wanted to like like soak and sap into it would probably be jasmine guy because Who's she that? was just, she was like, she played Whitley on A Different World. Oh, there you go. Uh, because she was just so beautiful. Yeah. Like, and she was a, she was the black ballerina. Wow. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, like, and like, she was funny as hell. She was country as fuck. Like, I just loved her. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved everything about her. And then I seen her in Harlem Nights. I was like, oh my God, she is gorgeous. Like, yeah. I want to be jasmine guy what
0: made that beautiful to you was it was it her physical beauty was it her grace her it was it was
1: it was all of it and like to see her on a show of a different world because she was an art major okay that show yeah so like she knew everything about art but she was uh when she started out in season one she had a real bougie factor about her and i think growing up also seeing her in spike lee it also like made me tap into like understanding what colorism was growing up which was like a, not not saying that i am light-skinned but it is i definitely have a vivid part in that conversation being of a fair complexion interesting so tell me
0: about that crack that open a little bit so
1: like colorism is like uh you know something that like like exists in like the black community and i just don't want to say in the black community in the black and brown community yeah uh, for growing up with me specifically it was more so like this this gradient scale of lighter complexion being the better one. And then historically going back to like, you know, like passing and stuff. passing, mm-hmm. you know, brown yeah. paper, tests. learning about cetera. that. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, um, Spike Lee, he had did this show, this movie called school days. Yes. And, um, it was just, you know, and then like, it was so, it was so wild because exactly in that time, like that was like one of the, the main Spike Lee joints that I grew up on. But at that time, it was wild because everything in 2000s was team light skin versus team dark skin. Um, like p-
0: p- literally playing?
1: Like, yeah. You playing know, basketball? You've never so – like even like nowadays, like on Twitter, you know team light skin in my bio, team dark skin. You know like I'm, like, like I'm tall, dark – you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's always just like – it gotta be some type of complexion yeah. that just makes the perfect fit for all so, so what
0: what did you learn with about colors and what did you struggle with that in, in your whenever you started delving into that?
1: I think that growing up, I like suffered a lot with like making friends because I wasn't what they blacks black to look like because mm-hmm. I was a nerd, and to be a nerd, you have to be white. And you have to like Taylor Swift, yeah. And you actually like Pink, right? And Mean Girls is your favorite movie, yeah. One of those. And you actually like put shit in your popcorn that's not hot sauce. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. It's like, like.
0: It's like you're you're not conforming to this you, thing like, that they know, like, and that's weird.
1: You know what I'm saying? And it's like because I was lighter skinned, it was like, oh, oh, that's what it is. Oh, we get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it gotta be something in you, so. Yeah. Then it turned to light where I will learn about sexism about that part. Like, oh, like, so shit, you ain't black, black. That means you got something in you. You must got Indian in your blood, which why you got that good hair, which would make it be the boys want you more. Mm. Which would be another problem for the other shorties not to like right. fuck with me. And I wrote a poem about that. Ooh. Like, and it's in the book. What so was it? Okay. It's called, oh. um, it's called My Cousin Called Those Red Bone Shorties Millie Vanillies. Can we um, hear it? uh yeah okay but here i'll pass you the book oh not now no, i don't no, know yeah we'll do it, yeah, but we'll do it maybe okay
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> so that's that's huge then if that it was it is
1: huge
0: uh, was that through high school even like how when did you find your your people
1: my people yeah
0: your poetry people was it oh, are those God. your best friends or who oh, are your my poetry people? no no Know your people <laughs> who, who do you think of like who's your entourage <laughs> like and where and are they influential to your your writing?
1: My entourage. I don't even have a damn entourage. Girl, same.
0: I don't even. I got
1: <laughs> hella homies though. Like I got. You have hella- a lovely boyfriend here. I de- shout out. Yeah. <laughs> <He> was- <laughs> That's so funny. But yeah, I don't have an entourage, but um, I definitely have a lot of people that you know hold me down mm-hmm. and look after me and love me totally. Um, but entourage, that's a, that's a, that's a stretch. You feel me? Like, (laughs) no, I know. I would love, I would love an entourage. I really just want like, if I had an entourage, I would just really want it to be like Rihanna's entourage. Right. It's really just her friend, like her friend, like her best friend's a photographer. You know what I'm saying? And like my best friend, she's a chef, cool (laughs) hairdresser, uh, yeah. she She's a Every renaissance woman. That's good. So, Hairdresser you will know, help, yeah. I
0: got it all. So. Mm-hmm. so when you write, what's your, do you write because of you sit down and you're like, I'm going to write now and mm-hmm. it's going to be great? Or is it like a thing, just like a little tiny voice in your head, kind of, not in a crazy way, or maybe in a crazy way, you know, what, what informs the other? Is it, you have to, is it like a therapy thing? for Hell, you no so like no. something
1: that like my mentor and like my mentors continue to teach me and I think teach myself to teach others that you know art can be therapeutic but it is definitely not therapy okay so the Talk idea about the idea of like using art to fix quote-unquote fix or heal is something that I feel like we've or that a lot of that a lot of people have like whitewashed into believing that that is like an idea that is just like okay um as opposed to like addressing the actual thought about what it takes to produce this art how much trauma how much ideas how much you have flashbacks how much other people's heart and souls you have to put onto yourself to produce this how much you have to rethink and then recreate like energy i'm a, i say this all the time that energy can never be deleted it can only be restored or borrowed mm-hmm. so yeah. All, of law, of her, right? Right, yeah all that energy newton's of right right all that energy of hurt you have to invest that into art you have people that want to take my art and use it to to oh i need a a relaxing day and I'm going through this let me let me just sulk into this and like try to feel what you're feeling when it's not that it's not that it's mm-hmm. like if, in actuality this is a gift to you because you don't know what I went through yeah to give to you, make this, it. you know what I'm right. saying so when I write poems I do want to say that it is some type of healing element to it and I feel like the healing element to it for me is like the feeling of accomplishment because this is my job yeah like this shit pays my bills. You feel me? Like right. literally good. Um, so like should. to think about it like that is like, wow, like I wrote something that is like another, like another bill closer. You wow. Know? It's like, I wrote something that's like, you know, another month. Yeah. You know what I'm saying so that's the element that I often try to think about it from.
0: Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so back to the influences then, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've talked, <laughs> We've talked about TV. Your mom, um, kind of touched lightly on Chicago and and how mm-hmm. that that informs things. About the music. Instead. Yes, but do you want to do you want to get more into the music? Sure.
1: I have like I mean, do you listen to music course. while you ri- while you write? Um, so I do. Yeah, but it's more so like if I hear something that's like hella like, inspiring. Like w- like we'll probably be in a car sometimes, and. I'll, like, have him, like, play, like, the song over and over again. So I'll be like, damn, I really want to teach this in a workshop. Right. And, like, I'll, like, find a way. And I'll be like, what you think if I did this with, like, a poem that might go like this? And then, like, have them write based off of a prompt about this. And he would be like, yeah, that sounds, like, hella fucking dope. Like, you should do that. So, So, like, what
0: song? Like, recently? So, like,
1: well, like, growing up. So, like, the first album, the first hip-hop album I ever got, ever, was from my mom. It was Kanye West. Um, college dropout. Oh yeah, such a album. good
0: album. And but that's Chicago.
1: Miss Laura, she hooked it up and got me the video trilogy album. So she got me like the the album that had all the music oh, videos. My God. So was like, it a DVD? It was a DVD. What the so heck? I Do to, you still have that? Yeah. I so like I got to something. see Kanye. Like it was like, and I like fell in love. I fell in absolute love with Kanye West. Like oh, why? What? I ride so hard for Kanye. Like I throw hands for Kanye. Totally. Like if Kanye West was to ever hear this, yay, find me. Right. I'm a poet from Chicago, yeah. from the South Side. Like South South Side, my homie. You feel me? Like, if you ever want some, you know, poetic voiceover, we can do it like Chicago hood, lemonade, whatever you wanna do. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Your girl got you. Like, I ride for Kanye so much because like He did poetry. Mm -hmm. Like, when you see Kanye doing Deaf Poetry Jam, like, you know, like, the raps that was, like, that he was rapping was the same ones that he was spitting as poems on Deaf Poetry Jam. Like, I love Kanye West so much. Like, so he's just, like, amazing with his storytelling. Like, especially, like, the first albums that he came out with.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Like, his depiction of, like, you know, like Kanye just writes poems. Yeah. Kanye is a poet. Kanye is a poet. Like he writes portrait poems. Mm-hmm. He writes hood pastorals. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. He writes odes. He he like he's a he's a fucking poet. You know what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm
0: thinking of one on college dropout. That's like uh, wh- about when he worked at Gap. Uh, put him in the front of the store. Uh, that, you know that one.
1: Uh, is it what is that? Through the wire? No, off falls Yes. All falls down. He was like, she's right. so self-conscious. Yes. She has no. Like, but I, don't, I don't know what is the, it that one. Yeah. I don't know what's up with with the Gap.
0: <laughs> no, there's no, no, no. I, there's one that I'm, I'll look it up. Okay. Cause but there is one about him working at Gap, which is pretty funny because it, maybe it's not on College Shop Up. One second. Oh Midwest. no. West gap Gap's song. I love Google. Um. <laughs> and the. Uh, <laughs> What's your favorite song on that album? Uh, so like
1: when I spaceship. Oh spaceship. Okay. 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 Yeah yeah. Okay okay. Let's go okay. back back to the gap. Hey spaceship was on college dropout. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was on graduation. Um, I've been look,
0: work I've been working this grade. Yes ship. yes. So, yeah uh, so good. I don't know. But just,
1: then he also like had his skits element which was like theater. It like the perf- music videos, N- not, not yeah. like the music videos was theater in itself because he was always acting a damn fool in his music videos. But it conveyed every single message that he wanted to convey. I remember when I seen Jesus Walks music video for the first time. I've never. It s- wasn't just one music video. He had more than one music video to Jesus Walks, and it was like I think it was two of them, or I want to say maybe three, but. He had different versions of his music <sighs> video. And it was so lit. Kanye was a performer. Mm-hmm. Like, he wasn't just a person that made music, that stood behind a mic. He was a true performer. Yeah. He made Rounded sure, edges. Yes. Like, he made sure that he, inv- like, when I see Kanye, I feel power. You know what I'm saying? Totally. Like, Kanye makes me feel power. Like one of my favorite albums by Kanye is Yeezus. And I know a lot of people will argue with me about okay, that. So. But it's like, yo, Ye been controversial all his life. Yeah. Okay? So like all this, oh, Kanye switched up. It was like, say what you wanna say, but Kanye always said what the fuck he wanted to say. Okay? This is the same dude. Mm-hmm. I got on. I believe National Senegate television and said, Bush does not like black people Yeah, while he was standing next to a white man. Okay. Right. So if you're talking about some, Oh, he's making rants on stages. Like let's just think. did not he support
0: Trump though? Openly? What was that? I don't know. Was, was that if a publicity he, stunt? I don't or? think, I
1: don't know if he necessarily supports Trump. I just feel like he is probably definitely at a point where it's like Trump is president. Mm. So, what more would, like... No, this is while he's running, though. It's, like, during the election. Because, you know, Kanye wants to run for president. That's true. So, oh my god! I mean, this does, 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 that, that, that like? doesn't necessarily have to say that he is on Trump's right. side, but Kanye definitely did mark himself as a Republican. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I don't feel like his political views or his political sides, you know, affect his diminishes art, or Diminishes, or diminishes like, art. you know who he is yeah. as an artist but right. also as a person no no true you know what i'm saying Absolutely. i really i believe and i say this as a fan as a fan from chicago like i feel like kanye is a very good-hearted person mm-hmm. like you I like listen to the music I, I
0: just saw the cutest uh thing on instagram of him and his kid like sleeping to like like they were both sleeping on the couch i was like oh no baby
1: kanye i believe it yeah baby kanye that um, shit loud as hell right, right? Oh, kanye yeah. are
0: it's three of them now yeah there's
1: three baby yeah I three never, baby yays boom. in the world
0: exactly running around That's, wearing gucci and shit i'm um, north, north ass, yeah like so okay so so the poetry and the, and the music and the production and, and the theater and all that
1: mm-hmm.
0: kanye mm-hmm. um kanye so Kanye. yes i mean i'm I'm with you i mean it's amazing mm-hmm. and 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 then do you think the chicago thing really brings it home for you if you're from new york oh yeah okay yeah, yeah. Chica-
1: i feel like the chicago element definitely brings it in because then when you look at people today yeah. like chance yeah who's also from chicago mm-hmm. who was also like you know In the community that I'm in. Performed in spaces that I performed in. You feel me? It's like, it is hella fucking possible. Oh yeah, it's in the fabric. It's hella possible. Like, when you look at the Obamas from Chicago. Yeah. Right? Like, Chicago is raw as hell. Like Especially, like, when you think about, like, I was taught about the Harlem Renaissance. I I did a whole project on that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, to think about the Harlem Renaissance, this is probably the second- most deepest renaissance and it's in chicago yeah this will be called the chicago renaissance wow when it's like textbooks 50 years from now like i pray that they'd be corrected this time than <laughs> the yeah. ones that we got when i was a shorty but right. if they are textbooks in like our kids schools they're gonna be talking about the chicago renaissance yeah you know The Harlem Renaissance was when I was growing up, but we in the Chicago Renaissance, and I'm a part of that. Totally. And you know, Chance is a part of that, and you know, no name, like, all these other, like, Pivot, like, all these other people from, like, Chicago is just thriving right now. yeah. So,
0: Um, let's talk Chance, since everybody talks about Chance all the time. It's just like, I feel like I know him, like. I, he's in my dreams like just no, as a character and yeah. you know because mm-hmm. he's just everywhere mm-hmm. i look um
1: he is everywhere do you know him
0: or i mean i don't i or? feel
1: like no is a strong word i cannot say that like i actually know him yeah per se um but everybody around you, like and, and I, like yeah like i definitely have like some of my friends mm-hmm. like you know people like in my text messages yes you know are f- actual friends right with him. for sure um i've like had been in music videos with him. I've cool. like been parties with him. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like in atmosphere. He's a, he's you know a, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I have definitely been around Chans right. quite a few times. Like I've ran into Chance a lot of few other times when like like around ten day yeah. days because right. me and my best friend Sakina like we used to hang around downtown totally a lot yeah so um like back in you media yeah media was popping mm-hmm. with brother Mike you know so like I was sliding there and like I would see him and you were it, probably literally I was very like fourteen very or... I was like probably 13 oh my god fourteen because that's when I first started going to YCA um and like young i was crazy yeah okay. i was crazy young and so that's like, a place
0: to go that's a that's established- where i work at yep mm-hmm. oh
1: cool yes
0: let's talk about that a little bit
1: cool or a lot yeah is that hugely influential for your work yes i am a teaching artist i teach poetry and spoken word um that is my day job to kids to, to adults to, to-, to kids to to adults i'm actually gonna be um teaching a old workshop at the new apple store tomorrow <gasps> oh my god I saw like all the promotional <laughs> videos that that apple store right?
0: yeah <laughs> and you're, you're gonna be like damn it I could have parked
1: yeah no so um uh, yeah so wow I, well it's I don't know if it's gonna be that one but I know apple is definitely building a new this one this is yeah no this is it yep so yep it's, okay so center. it's actually just over here
0: yep it's so cool at the top of it it's like yes, a macbook yeah Yes. So, that's the one uh, right on the river
1: so yep the river walk so you'll forward. take the red line to yeah
0: or are you gonna drive
1: Hey, he's going to drive me. Okay. Hey, Mr. Chauffeur over there. Yeah. <laughs> Does oh, he nice. know that? He looks good. <laughs> Maybe. I oh, don't know. I guess he no, just no. found out about it. <laughs> or, yeah.
0: So w- what's that g- class going to look like? Um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be. What is it? What's it called? The class? Uh, the
1: class. Th- 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 I don't know. I forgot. Poetry with. I don't know. Like whatever. an old workshop, a celebration to olds or, or oh, something cool. like that. But uh, Apple is like focusing around the idea of celebrating home mm-hmm. and celebrating like aspects and celebratory aspects from our home. So it's going to be led by myself, uh, Patricia Frazier, who is a new current Youth Poet Laureate of Chicago cool. and Kevin Colwell. Oh, yes.
0: love him. Yes. He's such a boss. Mm-hmm. Um. I've wanted to get him on this podcast, so no. Yeah,
1: I can text him. Oh, sweet. That's the uncle I was telling you about. the Oh, yes. so
0: that's okay. So should we talk about him? Oh my god! Well, first, we we need to talk about Kevin, but I also want to talk about just like uh, this is gonna maybe sound like a dumb question, but whatever. Um, to you, what's the difference between rap and poetry?
1: Um, I think the difference is that rap is a form of poetry.
0: Okay, I so think- poetry is the the daddy.
1: The Yeah, poetry is definitely the daddy. Like, poetry poetry runs shit, you feel me? Like, yeah. poetry built, like, when you think about Gwendolyn Brooks, who built matriarchs and, and you know, like, who is the matriarch of oh, like, yeah. poetry and building these bridges together. Like, poetry is, is, like, rap is poetry. And I think rap is a part of hip-hop. Mm-hmm. I do not want to necessarily say that rap is hip hop because there is a great difference between the two. Yeah. You know, like rap is an element of hip hop. Right. Know, rap is inclusive of the branch of hip hop. Yeah. And hip hop is the black CNN. Um, really? Yeah. Is that a is, thing? Hip hop is the black CNN. I, f- I fucking love it. So. Wait, <laughs> so wait, did you make that up?
0: Or is that like that's <laughs> like a, it's, that's it's, like a well, it is like, not
1: a coin term that I made up <laughs> per se but it um, sounds like a poem. i was in a meeting i was in a meeting and we like had a web and like our uh artistic like one of our artistic directors she like made the web and she was like hip-hop as like showing like as a center of our pedagogy and she was like quote unquote the black the CNN. cnn i'm like yes that is so that's factual. amazing hip-hop is I definitely the black it. cnn like poetry is is like the juice of that right
0: yeah and i think it's You know, these misconceptions about poetry being like, oh, then, then, blah, blah, Shakespeare, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. Luckily, I think they've, mm, I don't know. Do you think that that's kind of gone away? Or do you think it's still like, is it seen as an elitist thing when you tell people I'm a poet?
1: I think that it's definitely something that we can, that is like why we continue to do the work that we do. To Mm -hmm. make sure that it stays engraved. Especially um, when you have like this whole idea, or the, the ideology that... You know, poetry is just something that is, like, created by dead white dudes when it's not. You know, poetry is, like, the element of celebrating. You know, poetry is in the way that you, like, get home. Mm -hmm. Poetry is in the way that, like, you talk to people. Poetry is, like, communications. It's languages. It's, you know... Learning when to use goofy as a noun versus, like, a verb or adjective, right? It's like learning, like, what finesse means, you know? It's like taking bougie, which is a French word for a candle, and turning it into, you know, a whole escalated term of character or swagger. You know what I'm saying? That is all poetry. Poetry is, like, life distilled, which is exactly what Gwendolyn Brooks said. Like, poetry is life distilled like that.
0: Oh my god, I have goosebumps. Um, <laughs> and I love poetry. I've loved it since I did poetry out loud in high school. Do you know what that really? is? Really? Yes, I was a state finalist.
1: L O L. Yes,
0: queen. Um, I was uh my sophomore year of high school. I did that and I went to like yeah I went to state. I did um supermarket in California by Allen Ginsberg. Mm. Um. And, um, and then senior year I did it again. I think I did the same poem, so I didn't make a mistake. they they're like, we've heard <laughs> we this remember shit, you. girl. <laughs> like, we, we get that you can only mem- you only have the brain capacity to memorize no. one poem. Um, but since then I, I've always felt, you know, I love to ri- write, well, I, I took poetry classes in college and stuff. I love to write it, but I really love to read it out loud. Like that's where I think mm-hmm. it shifts. It becomes, it comes alive and and voicing it, I don't know, I feel like it's really important. What's your view of of that poetry? A spoken word a poetry? spoken word. Because you
1: do it. Or, I definitely do spoken word yeah. poetry. Uh, so I competed at Louder Than a Bomb when I was in high school. And I won Louder Than a Bomb a times. Three? A few times. Um, a few times a few. So uh, I won um, my, my team. We won two years. What is, t- tell the people. So Louder is. Than a Bomb is the biggest youth poetry festival. In the country, um it is basically a festival that takes like over a hundred teen schools, mm-hmm. all citywide, and it brings them all together just to like write poems together to really keep the cipher going, to keep the movement going, to keep the elements of poetry flowing.
0: And who started that?
1: Um, so, oh, man, you're gonna give me a help, make me get the whole spiel. Yeah. so No, no, just. <laughs> started in a basement of 120? <laughs> no, I'm just uh, That's exactly how it starts off. Right. <laughs> but um, Anna West and Kevin Koval. Yes, okay. Um, there, there he is. I knew he'd come back. Yeah, that's so, why I asked like, you question. know, they um, they found a lot of them involved, which did start in a basement. And, you know, it has now grown to, like, over 120 schools and teams. So Amazing. And now it's, like, in other cities. And it's really great. Uh, so a few, like, other countries, like, Louder Than a Bomb is definitely, like, a brand. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, And it's something that's really, really great. So when I did Louder Than a Bomb, I was on, like, my first two years, um, I went to Curie. So I was on Lyrical Revolution. And then uh, I left high school, and I went to an alternative school. And I was starting to finish school, but I wasn't, I didn't want to quit Louder Than a Bomb. So, ironically, I had a gig somewhere, and... The team that, like, I loved the most at Loud and a Bomb had a gig there, too. (sighs) And, like, it was, like, I haven't, like, I think about this day, like, all the time. And it's just so funny how it lines up. And so I performed, and they seen me perform. And And you
0: were never on this team yet.
1: I was never on this team. I just always seen them. And they were so good because they were always in sync. And their performances was just amazing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They were great performers, you know.
0: What's a gig like this look like? It's like uh, a gig. So it of was for, it was
1: for Zulu Nation. And okay. like one of the one of the leaders of Zulu Nation is my godfather. Um, and so him and my mom had bought me there to perform and uh this organization who they were affiliations with was performing there too. So I'm just like I'm performing. I was just like, Oh man. I didn't know that they was there until I see him on stage and Shit. I was like I know them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause this is the poem i right. just seen on Tap stage oh at God. finals. So, their dance instructor, up to my Tamama, was like, yeah, we want to talk to you about they bringing her you? on. Yeah, because So, you know. was it choreographed, so poetry. This was Kumba Lynx. What's that? Uh, so, Kumba Lynx was a performance ensemble that takes okay. place on the cool. north side of Chicago and yep. Uptown. And uh, reigning champions. You know what I'm saying? Awesome. So- Hell yeah, my mom wants to talk to you. I, she, of course, she's like, look like Laura, go over there and talk to her. Oh you God. know, I want to be on this team. So she was like, I'll think about it. i think about it. But I'm like, yes, you're done thinking. And so, next thing you know, I'm on the Slam team. And I'm competing in Loud of the Bomb. And it just takes off from there. Right? It takes off from there. Like now, we want Loud of the Bomb. We embrace new voices, the international poetry mm-hmm. competition now. So now, I'm exposed to a whole plethora of other poets. Now I'm exposed to Shannon Mateski. I'm exposed to Denise Smith. I'm exposed to Jose. I'm mm-hmm. exposed to, you know, Fatima. I'm exposed, like, it's just wow. like I'm exposed, just exposed to, yeah. like, H Mel. I'm exposed yeah. to, like, you know, just so many poets, to Patricia Smith, to, you know, it's just everybody. And the first year I went to Brave New Voices, it was in Chicago. So it was at University of home, Chicago. Home so turf. Right. Yeah. Like, You're like, hey. I was like, this. <laughs> oh, this is lit. I yeah. spent most of the time, like, just smoking. But like, <laughs> I was like, I'm home. Everybody is in my city. Damn. I'm going to be going through all these dorms. Yes. In New York. I was in New York dorm. I was in, like, uh, Cape Town's dorm. I was hella cool with Philly, so like I still go and, like visit. I still go to Philly so now. Cool. Like yeah, it was it was amazing. Wow, like, I loved it. So,
0: so that community. It would you well, or do you want to talk about Kevin now? Are you
1: ready? To- it, yeah, we can talk about okay. him. Okay, <laughs> Who is he to you? He is my uncle. Yes, and and how my tour. Yeah, and um, yeah, just like.
0: What was your first, like, run-in with him? When did you first hear his poetry?
1: Um, I was crazy young. So, like, it was probably when I was definitely, like, 12 mm-hmm. or 12 or 13. Yeah. Right? And then, like, him actually, like, I think maybe, like, actually, like, seeing me, seeing me. I was probably, like, 13, 14, because that's when I started coming to YCA. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I, yeah, man, I just had to, like, make myself seen because... I knew... I didn't I didn't know who he was. Right. I didn't know who he's he was. He's
0: pretty, like... If you don't know who he is, he's pretty, like...
1: He's big, but he's, like... He's a fast-moving man. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's a very fast-moving man, but... When you catch him, mm-hmm. you got all the time in the world. That's awesome. You got all the time in the world. Like, yeah. He's... Yeah, He's he's just that. He's just that for me.
0: So... Do you consider him to this day? So that was how many years ago? Six, <coughs> six years ago you've been. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm about to be 21. Yeah, so right? next year will be 10 years since he's been there. Yeah. Wow.
0: And so how does it work? Like, do you, do you share poetry that you write with him in like a, hi, is this good? Or do you know it's good? Or do you, are you looking for feedback? Or you do you just want him to read it and like it? Or what's the deal with that relationship working well, wise?
1: I am the first you poor laureate uh, of Chicago, yes, and I have queen. a book, so I'm pretty much at the point of knowing that my shit is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I come to him at the point like, all right, I got this. Like, help me edit this. Now and, what? Like, yeah. What? What could like this is what I have an idea what this looks for. He was the main editor for this book, and um, it was a lot of random meetings at Soho House and um, coming in and you know, standing in his crib and house sitting for him and, you know, like coming into the office and, you know, just like, just him just like really like helping me like, and like, even cause he mentored me, you know what I'm saying? Like his workshops were the first workshops where I actually wrote poems. So a lot of these poems, like one of the poems in there was like the first poem that I wrote from his workshop. So it's like, poetry never dies it never it never dies it's the one thing that just keeps it all going Mm -hmm. like it just keeps it all going so you know i think now when i get to the point of like me actually writing something it's just more so about what am i thinking about doing with this Mm -hmm. what am i trying to do with this just you know going under right so yeah totally um
0: Let's talk about the book since we kind of we mm-hmm. kind of got there. We kind of pieced it together. Mm-hmm. We listed at least five, ten influences, I mean. We did. Right. Was we there did. was there one more that you wanted to throw out there? I mean I have so many a contemporary many. of yours or
1: I have so many uh writing partners. You know, she that? Jamila Jamila Woods. Oh. She uh also mentored. Yeah. I started working with her when I was probably about like fifteen. Um and she really saw me too. And I think that like her seeing me was like Great, because then I started working at YCA as an intern. Um, Anna Festa was, oh, man, like, the like the person that got me into YCA. And the stab, like, made sure I had coins in my pocket. Yeah. Like, I'm, um, like, so appreciative for her. You know, and then I definitely, like, still, like, appreciate Uh, My mentors from Kumba Links, you know, Mm -hmm. for like molding me in the idea of performance being one with my like with my poem. Yeah, I'm saying so
0: when it comes to like poetry and like different people's styles and different people's voices, Mm -hmm. do you feel like you absorb a lot of like stylistic choices of your peers or of your mentors or do you think that like your voice is unique and you've been blessed with this you know gift Mm -hmm. etc or is it a combination like where do you uh, stand on that
1: i think i'm very big on having my own voice because i fucking hate uh spoken word the reason why i hate spoken word is i hate the cliche element of spoken word with the the poet rock that goes with the poet voice that has the exasperated pauses and dramatic droppings and ellipses between, I fucking hate that and shit. And the turtleneck sweater you know, and the snapping. Yes, and the, yeah. like <laughs> And like, I love the snapping. Like, yeah, I yeah. love moving the crowd, but you feel me? Like, I'm not finna do it on no... Pr- I don't like nothing to feel rehearsed. Yeah, I love to be prepared, but I hate being rehearsed. Yeah, you know what I'm you saying. You don't want to have
0: like specific spots you that know you're know looking what I'm at, and yeah, it's
1: like it's like it's a big difference. Right, like being prepared is like making sure your energy is on cue. Yeah, understanding what your crowd looking like, the mm-hmm. dynamic, how your energy is molding into it, and being yourself. Yeah, that's all you gotta do is be yourself. That's what being prepared is to me. But I think that now. I always focus on just on having my own voice and I do so much that I don't have to worry about. Am I not sounding like myself? Cause I'm confident that you, you will probably never run into another iman. No, especially one like me. Exactly. So, um, but as far as like also influences that I really love is like Cardi B and SZA right now because, and Rihanna, mm-hmm. because their rawness, just their rawness, and the fact that they are women and are like women of color, like that gives such rawness, you know what I'm saying? They're not afraid to say like, I want some dick. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like, you used to be like, Oh my God. How that's, unlady-like. So, that, that's so unladylike. And like, she said dick. Like, it's like, right. yeah, like, yeah. Okay. I it's want a your human penis. Instinct. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I want your dick. You feel yeah. me? Like, I want to be loved and still want that. Mm-hmm. I feel like these are women that carve out spaces to say, What the fuck we want and to be that unapologetically. If we want to have sex and get money, that's fine. Yeah, and is and there's nothing wrong with that. I think that that's like human life. You you go on a date with someone, and there was this big contradiction of whether you should have sex with them on the first night or not. But regardless, somebody paid for the dinner, so right. that's some money yeah. in payment uh-huh. of some type of sex, uh-huh. right? So <laughs> who's the real hoe in that situation, yeah. right? Um, and then, so when you think about that, then you're like, oh, well, we're not really fucking with each other, so we'll probably just text, but I have to go to work, so we just had casual sex. It didn't go anywhere, but I still have to go to work and make more money, yeah. so that seems pretty normal but oh you're having casual sex oh well right yeah and it's like but damn like i still want love Mm -hmm. sometimes i don't want to just curl up to a dog yeah sometimes i don't just want to watch carrie bradshaw and all her friends talk about what their quest for love looks like when we get just you know media that try to just depicts us as as women on love and hip-hop who need to fight for like you know, we have spaces, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, we like we are more than just, you know, this this angry epidemic that you want to mask us behind. You know, our independence is not a catalyst for us not wanting love. You know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, wait, say that again. Like, our independence is not a catalyst, like, for us to not want love. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. us wanting love, and we can be independent at this. So we can be independent at the same time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that we have to, like, carry on this, like... Tyler Perry script of our life you know right. what I'm saying it's just like we are who we are cause we're human Yeah, you know what I'm saying but the fact that you wanted to make me an element of a black woman of a pissed off black woman at that then let me be that
0: Right. but then it's not like you always have to be that
1: you know right it's like cause I'm really not though it's like yeah I'm so cool you know what I'm saying I'm so cool but the instant that you fuck with me with my bread and my, like, my family, I can't, like, I can't do it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like, I, and it's only so far that, like, saying I can't fuck with you can go. Mm-hmm. It's like, eventually it's going to get to some point where I'm going to have to show you that I can't fuck with you. And it don't necessarily be that I got to throw hands because I don't. I'm going to just write poems about that shit. Yeah, right. Exactly. send you a book later. <laughs> <Exactly>. so,
0: <laughs> and say thank you for the material, Thank Thatch. you, right? Like, yeah. So being in the south side being from the south side or the west side or you know what's that have to do with with your poetry is that mm-hmm. is that huge is that yeah. do you feel like you're constantly trying to explain to people like no like your know, poetry is like you know
1: <coughs>
0: i mean i feel like anywhere you live kind of with this society it's it's a stigma
1: i think uh the hood definitely raised me I yeah i I feel like I have a problem like a lot of times. I've been like grouped in in the coin term of like, you know, at-risk youth and the inner city kid and, you know, product of the environment. You know what I'm saying? It's like I am. You know what I'm saying? Because the hood definitely raised me and the hood raised me. The way, just the way that I needed to be raised, Mm -hmm. because I bet you I can always spot when someone is trying to finesse me. Mm -hmm. And it don't matter what type of color you got on your skin. I can tell when you're trying to finesse me. You feel me? Like when you're trying to like scrape me out my coin, I could feel that. You know what I'm saying? And even if you know more phrases or more politically correct terms or contracted terms, I'ma still know. So I'ma ask you the question in the way that I was raised. Right. I was raised to talk hood, yeah. Which is straight point to the cut. Yeah. Direct. Mm-hmm. Right. We might throw some other like slang up in there, yeah, but yeah. you're gonna get the gist of what I'm saying. Right. right? There's no like Right. Well not filter, I, but like the, right. You're it's,
0: just saying honesty. Kind it's of. just
1: honesty. So it's like regardless of the question, I'ma get some type of answer from you. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Just because I speak hood rat doesn't mean that like I just speak it more eloquently yeah. than others yeah. right but it doesn't mean that i'm not speaking the same language you know what i'm saying because it's still others who if they were to so step foot in my world you know sound like i was speaking a totally different language
0: totally yeah that's so, cool
1: so like i definitely like take that into into key because like you know i rep i rep the south side and i rep the west side i feel like you know it it made me strong mm-hmm. it made me ready for the world because you you don't know you don't know what having shit is until you have nothing, right? It's like when you are faced with struggle Mm -hmm. and it's like 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 struggle spark like struggle sparks ingenuity, right? So like you don't know what it and like I feel like a lot of times like people like like coin the term or the idea of struggle, and they just wrap it around college, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, struggle is like when you're in college, like they try to make it relatable for all. Oh, and God. struggle can be relatable for yeah. all. Don't get me wrong. You right. tell me, like, everybody has their own aspect of struggle, but, but it's a geographical You exactly, especially like, when in you the talk city. about like the heart of what struggle is and thinking about how we are set up demographically in Chicago, when you, are set, when you think about how strategic we are, like put into something displaced from that mm-hmm. push somewhere else like it's all strategic so yeah. Str- yeah struggle definitely belongs to us but we know how to make it work yeah you know we know how to make it work so it's like now when i'm in like places like wgm radio
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you know what i'm yeah. saying like Ian Bay probably still finna go do some Uber Eats after this because we still trying to make that bread. Yep. you know? Like, True. I ain't made it nowhere yet. Yeah. I ain't made it nowhere yet until I see, like, my homies, like, who used to serve me, like, two for 25, like, you know, two for 15 on the block. Until uh-huh. they come into my shows, I know I'm reaching something. Yeah. Until, like, everybody is in Pelly Peli's and Tim's and my shits, uh-huh. I'm reaching something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, those are, like, I can reach the people with the money. I could reach the people with the with the firm handshakes, you know what I'm saying? I could reach them, but like, let me reach the ones that like, you know, whose story I'm also telling, cause totally. I'm not just telling my own story. Yeah, it's like I'm telling stories of those who can't tell their story no more. Like I, I, I don't want this my book to be the to like to do list for someone, but if it can, let them be some new type of te- like some new type of textbook or or an instruction mm-hmm. or manual and or eventually
0: something. an artifact of the chicago an renaissance artifact
1: yeah so so uh we i think like chicago is building some type of time capsule so um but of course since we're in the age of technology it's gonna be something like that yeah yeah totally so, hopefully wow Shit, girl. Yes, you're good. Thank you. No, you're, you're really, so really you. special.
0: Um, can I hear a poem? Sure. Just one or just two more. or whatever you want. Um, sure, I can read one Um, poem. just whatever you think. Well, whatever you're feeling like sharing. Okay. And just give me a little before you read it. Give me a little context.
1: Okay. So, uh, I'll probably just read one poem that like is a like s- staple of yeah. like where I speak. I mean, like my of uh, speaking on the the intersections of like womanism Mm -hmm. in the hood and how both of them Mm -hmm. are so strong and how it kind of like diminishes the idea that the hood has to be masculine or so dominant Yeah, and how like it is women like myself that actually build it or that provide a reason for, you know, for you to come back to it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we are the ones that feed you, that nourish you. And then we are more than just the body of it. We are more than just, you know, the product of it. Right. Like we are a profound staple. And I talk a lot about like the sexual fluidity of myself and of women, because I feel like we are often in the stigma of sexism and wanting to be used as, you know, the idea of, you know, being the object for someone. Yeah. As opposed to be. Yep. As opposed to being. Involved in subject, yeah, right. So I write about that and reclaiming my sexuality for myself, even though it was never really taken. But we live in a world of like misogyny and patriarchy, where it's always the, quote unquote, the man that always try to like take our shit mm-hmm. from us. So I just reclaim it before it ever gets taken. So fuck yeah, yeah. So I got a poem about that. <laughs> Let's hear it. What's it called? Right, so um, oh well. Yeah, two poems that's fine actually I this whole them. book is about feeling like <laughs> shit i'll just go for it um yeah okay yeah this poem okay so the first one i read is called sanctuary of okay. heathens because i am a heathen myself <laughs> my room has been smelling like paris my legs turn everything into an ash and potential prayer praise dance or day Hallow be thy name like this bottle of Moscato breaking between my ankles. My shoe-side stomped the water out my bed. Floated home, found my passport under my porch, waiting for me to stamp the story. Holy shower myself. The viaduct that's on Ada Street is wilting. Looks like it's dancing on some real jazz shit. Fuck that French. Voulez-vous couchie coucher, voodoo. I'm frisky, flimsy, and freaky. Us females, bitches, pussy, cats, cool, woos, women called them bay windows and baby groove. Grip and grind our grunts for you men. Bow and say it ain't clean enough. Say it's too dry for innocence. This ain't no Flint mission move like the lake. I'm tired of these travelers tripping. These foreigners flipping their blood through my hips then don't understand why the land is so barren. Don't bring your mess no blessing. I have no more water to clean my face from your burning breath. And that's that poem.
0: What was that called?
1: It's called Sanctuary of Heavons. Yeah, that's right.
0: "Sanctuary." It's beautiful. Thanks. Okay. And let's hear one more. Okay, so
1: the last one is the last poem of the book called Commando Manifesto.
0: Cool. And that's book title kind of? Yeah, it's just
1: basically like just paint a picture about like what it means to like be commando and um i like kind of like pay-
0: sorry no, go oh, ahead. no. You're all good.
1: kind of like paint like a little like mini epigraph of like how we as women sometimes use our bodies and our vulnerabilities in ways to protect ourselves and to like to survive right like i might not necessarily like fuck for money per se but i have had sex with a guy and, you know, there was food involved, right? So I have a meal at the end of the mm-hmm. night. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm using myself. It's just I just know that I have an advantage and I'm going to use my advantage. That's I'm, just my how vulnerability, society is right now. Right?
0: Yeah. Like so?
1: For sure. of Manifesto. I wear my heart on my sleeves. I don't wear them much. Chicago rips them right off of you. So I like to get naked. Now I'm a chested tube top, my shoulders of skyscrapers open, ready for a kiss, ready for a blow, a job I can finish. Mom calls me a clever girl, said I would figure it out, taught me how to get out and be open, so I strip, gave niggas what they've been asking for, kept plenty of blade in my tongue, might have knees that make pain or take it away. I learned my place and made it a throne. I fuck royally, turn my bed into a mausoleum of offerings. My body is a sacrifice of my winnings, my trophies out in the open. Who the fuck should I lay bare other than myself? I choose to be commando, ready for action, ready to fight. For my land is mine and it's still rich and it's still ours. Me and whoever I choose to be with for whatever reason. Some call it a weak move, a vulnerable venture card, a road map of all my soft spots. But here is where I plant my flag, cause here might have been a pit stop for dudes who needed a home too. Chicago's bosom been sagging on them for a while now, so I give mine. Cook some meals, roll some blunts, and fuck for free, cause that love shit costs nowadays. Ain't much here up for profit anyway, but people find a way. Use my name, try to turn me into a gentrified zone, throw some good words around me, add a splash of color, give me a stage, and say work, bitch. I add the work, bitch. Some crack music, some real black roofless, grind my pretty and talk real well, deposit my dialects, spit shine the ground I walk on, for this is mine, and no one can take me. wow <laughs> Thank amazing you. you're amazing Thank oh my you. god I
0: feel like I just got some chills <laughs> um, give me a little advice I'm say advice. a person Just we're just ending to, to inspire ask, creativity which you have less. for the last hour and a half but um, I'm a poet I don't know mm-hmm. it you know one of those what do you do what's your advice to someone who wants to write or to, to perform or to whatever we're why do it and how?
1: I think that um, oh, this was the cough button. I could have been yeah. pressing this whole time, <laughs> girl. You
0: good? We're just setting that up. I'm <laughs> hella
1: fucking sick. That shit petty <laughs> as hell. <laughs> um, sorry for no, people listening. Cool. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, I think um, if you want to do it, then do it. But do it for the reasons that make you happy Mm -hmm. and that keep you a good person. I think also understand the difference between having a craft and a hobby and wanting to make your talent your craft. I think um, also anyone that comes into this and sees it as an industry or in it for the wrong reason. It is definitely a business but not an industry. Mm -hmm. It's not something to try to break into It's just something to be for yourself, first of all. And um, tell your story. You know what I'm saying? Just tell your story. You don't got to be no other way around it. There is no pretty language involved. It's just the only way that you know how is just tell your story. Make it your own. Have it be your own.
0: That's it. Thank you. Thank you. This was Iman Loren yes. and her new book uh, came out last month.
1: It, uh, Oh December? shit, it is. It has Dana. been a whole month. September hey, 16th was when it was released. And uh you can find it at You can find it at Haymarket. Mm-hmm. Um you can also find it on Amazon. I believe Amazon is sold out, but Hell yeah. Haymarket um definitely has uh dot com. Haymarketbooks.com. Okay, cool. Um and they also have it on ebook online right now. Oh I like that. So it is available have everywhere. You,
0: have you thought about making it into an audiobook?
1: It is gonna be an audiobook actually. I was gonna say I can help you. With it out, is but- really so we should talk about that okay, but we'll it is that. gonna be an audio book and um yeah i'm really excited so it is gonna be also available on my website so which we is being made now okay yeah
0: and um you know to watch more or just to, to hear more to hear more YouTube, to watch more um, search i just searched your name yeah most of my most <laughs> of my things is that yeah
1: Iman Loren mm-hmm. is uh, E apostrophe M O N and then L-A-U-R-E-N. Such a great poetry name. Thank you. It Killed is my it birth with that. name. Wow. Well, <laughs> so, amazing. Um, that yeah. is my first and middle name. It's Loren, not Lauren. Right. Um, but if you want to find me on social medias, my like at handle is typically Loren Like Polo. Mm-hmm. You know, like Ralph. Oh, yes. So, okay. Yeah, 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 so, so. <laughs> Loren Like Polo. Um, and then Facebook, cool. Iman Loren Black.
0: Cool. Well thank you.
1: Thank you. You so know much.
0: keep on keeping on, keep on writing. And <laughs> I will try. Sharing your voice Yes.
1: Thank you. This is a great interview. I oh, appreciate it. Thank, thank you, you, Iman
0: Again, Iman Loren. Um find her online, buy her book, yes. Commando, and uh and get inspired to make your own story told.
1: Yes, thank you. Thank so you. Much.
0: Uh this is lease FM. <laughs>